You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right and BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. So uh, this is now Wednesday evening, uh, day before, just over 24 hours from now, the Patriots will be hitting the the field at Gillette for their preseason opener against the Giants. I did not do a podcast yesterday after Tuesday's practice. Um, there was a lot going on, and plus the, the practice wasn't all that competitive. And there wasn't really any breaking news from it. So I uh, I figured it could wait a day and sort of combine this between a practice review and also a preview of Thursday night's game. So, you know, let's go over what a little bit of what happened on Tuesday. Uh, everyone knows that Monday was a complete disaster for the offense. I mean, it was it was on the field. It was on the faces of the the players and the coaches. It was in David Andrews' words after practice. It was it was really really bad. You can review that podcast to relieve uh, to relive all the the lowlights. But uh, so the Patriots come out on Tuesday and they're in full pads again for the second straight day. And um, I wouldn't say that there were any all out competitive drills. That's sort of the way it goes, even before. And we'll see this the next couple weeks with the joint practices between uh, the Panthers come into town and then the Patriots go to Vegas for the Raiders. And usually the first day, which would have been Monday, they go really hard, even though the Patriots have not gone really hard yet um, at, at camp. They go, the hardest practice is the first day of joint practices. The second day, which is two days out from the game, while they may still be in full pads, they dial things back. Everybody stays on their feet, like, you know, not a lot of hitting and stuff like that. So that was sort of what Tuesday's practice was. Um, there was a lot of work against cards, probably. This is cards for, you know, for those of you who haven't been listening to the podcast very long. Um, you know, there's a sheet of paper and an assistant coach, like, literally – holds it up. Oops, sorry for hitting the microphone. Literally holds it up in front of the players in front of the huddle and they basically have to go out and execute that. It was probably a look at the Giants 
and just to get them familiar with, hey, how are they going to line up? What's their base defense? Um, that sort of thing. Um, so even, you know, in the pass rush, you know, it definitely felt scaled back. Like it was like, all right, you guys just take one or two steps today and that's about it. You know, they didn't go after it. They certainly guys weren't going 100%. So it's it's hard to really take stats um, from from this practice. But, you know, I, I will say the offense was better in this practice and sort of, you know, my stats sort of lay that out that, um, you know, in the first period, the first team offense went against the third team defense of the eight plays, only three were successful, 38%. Uh, Mac Jones threw an interception that was tipped at the line, a rough start. Again, things did get better from there. The second period was in the red zone. They had a success rate and we're talking like a play that gains five yards or more, or, you know, some sort of decent completion, not just one at the line of scrimmage was about 50%. Um, the third period uh, was also at 50%. And the final period was at 83%. Um, however, you need, there needs to be some context with these numbers. And also I think some numbers that look, I respect all the reporters on this beat and they report what they feel they need to report. But I know some of them are reporting, like completion percentage stats for Mac Jones this far in camp compared to last year. And I just think they're, they're just out of context. I mean, the, the stats are fine. I just think they need context. And I think everyone who's been out there would agree that there's been like, since the first day, there's been like no downfield passing game at all. I mean, you know, even when they're going twenties to twenties, you know, there's been a little bit, you know, they, they'll jog through a two-minute thing just to get ready for the game. And the defense is playing soft zone. All the plays are designed for them to hit quickly. And even that, I think Mac Jones was like three of seven in that period on Tuesday. But there's a, you know, there there aren't a lot of high-difficult throw, high-difficulty throws. A lot of the stuff is in the flat. Almost all the passes are in the flat check downs or quick slants or quick hitters off of like two-step drops like they were talking very basic rudimentary passing game which is a change from last year because Mac Jones and Cam Newton were competing and you know they pretty much went went all out I thought this was a this was a practice where they went back to basics in a lot of areas, which I was calling for after Monday's practice. And I thought that they did that. Um, there was an extended period, which, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching and I thought it was a good decision on the part of the coaches where it was just the offensive line against sort of like the front seven of the defense. And it was just, Hey, let's sort out pass protection. Let's communicate. What are we supposed to do? They get that on film. They can go back and study. I think, that was a good step back for this unit. And I think that not only the offensive line, but the, but the offense in general, I think that they, they haven't had a lot of success in a while. And I think they needed to dial things back. And I think that they did that. Um, you know, Mac Jones said after practice that I think we're close to, we're close on a lot of things. It's just that 2% that we need to fix. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know where that came from. Um, perhaps the coaches, because they didn't practice until about four o'clock again. So perhaps in other meetings, the coaches sent the message like, hey, let's get our confidence back. Let's be positive. 
here's a bunch of plays where we're doing the right thing. Or, look, this play would have been successful if one more thing happened. So, um, you know, I understand that. So that's sort of where the offense was, you know, baby steps. It was, I would say it was a much more positive practice for the offense. Again, competition was at a lower level. So I wouldn't go nuts with it. But, hey, a good day is a good day. And I would say it was a positive day for the offense. Uh, A couple of other notes. Isaiah Wynn was out this time. He wasn't on the field at all. And instead of Justin Huron, who got the call at right tackle on Monday, it was Yadni Kajus, the 2019 third-round pick, who has had a tough go of it with injuries and other things. And look, Kajus had earned uh, that spot start. Justin Huron was not good in any sort of facet of the game on Monday. Uh, he was probably a good reason why they couldn't block on Monday. He was not good in one-on-one drills. Kajus is a kid who he started one and two in one-on-one reps. He is 10 and one since then. Um, he seems to be coming into his own. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see if it comes to fruition in the games or not. Uh, but, you know, I thought he, I, I think he's done a really good job. I think he deserves to get a shot at right tackle. He deserves to push Isaiah Wynn. And if Kajus develops, then maybe that makes a guy like Isaiah Wynn expendable. Uh, Jonathan Jones was that outside corner for the second consecutive day. Saw it on the first day. Wasn't sure what to make of it. Oftentimes, coaches will try things in a practice to get a look. How does it look? Obviously, they didn't hate it if he was out there for a second straight day. So to me, that is significant. What does it mean? Um, I think it means that they're not enamored with any of their other cornerback options outside of Jalen Mills. And that means Malcolm Butler, Jack Jones, Sean Wade, and Terrence Mitchell. I, I think that they're not enamored with any of those guys. And they look at their their roster and where this might be going and – you see that at the slot, they have Jonathan Jones, they have Miles Bryant, who's who can play slot outside, safety, can do a lot of different things, had to fill in for Jones last year, had some success, not successful against the Bills. They also have Marcus Jones, the rookie, who has been impressive to this point. So I think if you're the Patriots, if you're Bill Belichick and, and Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo, you look at this and you're like, okay, well, you know, we – if we take Jonathan Jones out, how much do we fall at slot cornerback? Um, we have depth there, so we have options. Is he? Can he play the outside? Is he a better option than one of than all of these guys? And it, that could be the case. I mean, I love Jonathan Jones. I haven't seen him a lot on the outside, but certainly as a slot, I think he's tremendous. And um, we'll have to see how this this looks. Um, David Andrews and Christian Barmore got in a fight. Pretty good puzzle that went to the ground. Both got booted from practice. Whatever. It's second week of training camp. This stuff always happens. You know, it's nice to see David Andrews fighting for something. And, uh, you know, I don't read into it that it was Barmore or anything like that. But uh, these things um, tend to happen. Um, we'll get into the Giants preseason game in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. 
I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. I don't want to buy all these different bottles. It gets expensive and things like that. Now I've been on it for a month and I love it. It doesn't take taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste, a little minty. I kind of like it. Actually, I do like it. I like it a lot. And I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you want in one convenient place. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my morning routine. I'd be lost without it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while also tasting good. And it does. You look at a green juice, you're like, I don't want to taste that. Very pleasant, very mild, little minty. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bedard, B-E-D-A-R-D, yeah, bedad. Again, this, that is athleticgreens.com slash bedard, uh, B-E-D-A-R-D, no A-H-D for you know some of you guys out there from, from Boston, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, so the Patriots take on the Giants at, I think it's 7 p.m. on Thursday. I heard that I think it's going to be on NFL Network, so all of you guys out of town can watch and we can watch the carnage together. I'm just kidding. I don't know what's going to happen on Thursday night. They'll probably look like a freaking juggernaut, um, knowing Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, a couple notes on the Giants. Uh, I saw Brian Dayball on NFL Network. He's the new um, Giants coach, of course. Uh, former assistant here, former assistant of the Buffalo Bills. They're basically Buffalo South there. Uh, he said that everyone's going to play. Now, reading some of the beat writer reports over there, they obviously do have some injury things. So guys who won't play, in case you care, safety Dane Belton, linebacker Carter Coughlin, center Nick Gates, outside linebacker Aziz Azulari, easy for me to say, um, good player, one of their starters or, or too deep, so he won't be there. Offensive lineman Marcus McKeithen, tight end Andre Miller, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, wide receiver David Sills, receiver Sterling Shepard, offensive tackle Matt Pert, local kid from UConn, um, and cornerback Rodarius Williams. Running back Matt Breida likely won't play, and rookie offensive lineman Joseph Zudu, an important backup, is questionable. Uh, defensive end Leonard William has been limited, as has wide receiver Kadarius Tony. Their availability is very much in question for the game. I would like to see Leonard Williams out there. Uh, the Giants have some really good depth on the interior. I would love to see the Patriots offensive line get tested uh, with that. Um, but really, what the Giants are doing, who's playing for them, it really doesn't matter to me. I just want... I'm focused on the Patriots. You guys should be as well. It's about the Patriots, you know, this game. And and it's really about <clears throat> their operation and things like that. 
uh, I am going to give you the top five things I'll be watching after I tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, so as far as the Patriots, what probably the top five things that I'll be watching, concerned about, using my binoculars at Gillette Stadium, um, what the coaches are doing. How's the operation? Who's up in the booth? Who's down on the sideline? Who's calling the plays, especially with offense? We've been talking about it all offseason. What we see on Thursday night doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same next week or even in the regular season, but at least at least it gives us some direction. I'm very curious to see what Matt Patricia is doing. Uh, I assume he's going to call plays in this game, uh, even, even if – that doesn't hold true for the regular season. Say if Bill Belichick does it, I think that Patricia will do it for this game. He's been doing it in practice. He's been in Mac, Mac Jones's ear. Um, I'm curious to see how he interacts with the offensive line. That's a huge thing for me. Uh, who's making the adjustments on the offensive line from series to series? Not a regular season game, but still you get a flavor for it. Uh, what's Joe Judge doing? Is he meeting with Mac Jones all the time? Is he up in the booth? Like who's... Who's the the voices? I assume it might be Nick Cayley up in the booth for the offense, telling them what's going on. Not sure. Uh, number two, the offensive line. Uh, it's the story of camp so far. To, in, in my mind, it's the reason why the offense has gotten off to such a slow start in camp. Does that get better? Uh, you're looking at guys, especially like Cole Strange. He's number one on the list. He he has struggled to this point. How does he do against real NFL blockers? Uh, how does how does Michael Wenu look at guard this year compared to last year? How does Yadni Kajust and Justin Haran look at the tackle spots uh, with Isaiah Wynn likely out, considering he's been he's missed the last two practices? Uh, so, you know, I. I I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm not worried about Mac Jones. If they get him protection and they figure out the offense, which they will at some point, and they figure out what they're good at and not good at, Mac will be fine. You know, I, I am not worried about him, even though he hasn't been stellar in camp. That's not him. That's a byproduct of what's going on around him. Um, number three, what kind of plays are they calling? Um, will they try to go down the field in the passing game? Something we haven't seen in many a practice down at Gillette. I would expect that the Patriots um, dial things back, run a few handful of very simple plays, maybe some variations off that, nothing crazy, just to make sure that they have success. Because the last thing you want is, and the last thing Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia want, is for them to go out there in front of a national TV audience. People will be um, talking up the Patriots and, and watching this to see if it's the impending disaster that we've been making it out to be. Now, what has happened on the practice field to this point has nothing to do with Thursday night. You know, they're playing the Giants. They can control what plays they call as far as the Patriots are concerned. Um, 
even if they're good on Thursday night, that doesn't mean they haven't been good in camp. They're two separate things. Of course, I'm sure a lot of people, and they know who they are, will try to make it, oh, these reporters were wrong, and look at the anybody with any common sense knows that what's been going on in practice has nothing to do with what happens on Thursday night in a preseason opener that nobody cares about and, um, you know, should be not fun to watch. Uh, number four for me, the cornerbacks. We just talked about it with Jonathan Jones. Where's Jonathan Jones? Um, you know, who's getting the first call at, at slot? How do the other cornerbacks, whether it's Jack Jones and Sean Wade and Terrence Mitchell and Malcolm Butler, how do they look in game situations? I expect them to get a lot of run because they, they have a lot to sort out. Um, and then number five for me, uh, I comboed sort of edge and linebackers. What's going on there? Who's playing when? When are they playing? Things like that. I mean, they have guys to sort out, whether it's you know Uche, Ronnie Perkins, Anthony Jennings, uh, I, me personally, um, well, I'll get into that in a second, but, um, you know, the inside linebackers, we know Bentley and McMillan are probably going to be the starters. You know, what goes on after that sort of guys, just to give you a little bonus here, as far as watching on, on Thursday night, um, guys that I would have my eye on guys who have, Impressed so far in camp uh, on the offensive line. Arlington Hambright, Drew Desjardins, Yadni Kajust. Uh, they have stood out so far. Uh, Mac Wilson is a kid that I've loved in practice so far. Hasn't had much of a role, but I have a feeling he's going to be a star in the preseason. He flies around. He hits. I'm sure he can't wait to hit somebody. Um on Thursday night. I doubt Jabril Peppers plays. It would be nice. You, you could see him ramping things up on the sidelines, but I don't think he's he's ready to play quite yet. Um, you know, Trey Nixon has popped. Um, he, I doubt that the young tight ends, Aussie Aussie and Keen play because they've been out the last two practices uh, hurt as usual for those guys. Um, Johnny Smith, you'd like to see him. I, I would... I would be surprised if they don't run a design play very early for him to see if he can have some, some success. Uh, Tyquan Thornton. I like him. Er, the more I see him every single day. Uh, so he's a guy that I expect uh, that you guys should watch come Thursday night um, on defense. Um, LeBron Ray, number 65. If they're wearing these numbers, they're going to all have new numbers. So it's hard to give those out, but he's been one of the early stories of camp as a, you know, interior sub pass rusher. He's been uh, tremendous. I think that, you know, Uche and Perkins are two guys that I don't think they've been stellar to this point, And I don't think they've created a role for themselves or, you know, so we'll have to see camera grown. Hasn't he's been relegated to the third string. Uh, can he sort of make a jump? I'd like to see Jack Jones, the rookie cornerback do a little bit more in the game. It's been a while since he's he's made a lot of big plays. He did really well in the offseason practices, but hasn't made quite a, an impact. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Miles Bryant, I'm interested to see what kind of role he plays. So that's sort of a look at Thursday's preseason game. 
uh, along with a review of practice number 11. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back. Uh, I'm not sure when to review the preseason game. I, I have to you know, travel a little bit uh, over the weekend, but I would like to do something at some point um, with Nick to sort of review it. Uh, but make sure you check out athleticgreens.com slash Bedard and also betonline.ag to help support the podcast. Appreciate y'all, and we will see you very soon. <laughs>